Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And this week, I'm only joined by Berto. Jim is out there eating steak or something. Um, so we'll, we'll miss him. But, you know, he's having a good time. So that's that's what's important. Berto, how's it going? I'm a little, uh, you know, insulted about the only part. But, I mean, I'm doing well, all right. Otherwise, <laughs> it's not meant to be, you know, that, that, you know, it's, it's not meant to be, a, you know, insulting. Um, it's just different than having the three of us as normal. Uh, yeah, so. yeah no, it's, uh, it's going good. We're, we're a few minutes behind schedule today because in the, the latest episode of let's make Birdo harder to kill, I just attended my first jujitsu class. Oh. So I literally left the class, drove home, exceeding the speed limit profusely. <laughs> ran right into to where I record and and here we are. So yeah, it's a it's a humbling experience. And it's like imagine you're gonna decide to learn a completely new way of dancing mm-hmm. and what your first class would be like. And that's what this was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I can imagine with uh and and, and it's did did you do a lot of actual grapple work or were you just kind of getting some of the basic moves? Uh, there was uh, all the drills and then actual, well, I mean, other people around me were grappling. I was just kind of fumbling around like an idiot, okay. but we're, but I mean, I mean, it was that's day one, you, you know, what, yeah. What do you expect? Yeah. You know, like, I, yeah. So it was kind of funny. My buddy, uh, my buddy, Mike, who, who was the one who got me to go there, uh, his 13 year old son completely handed me some humble pie today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, he's a big boy for 13 year old. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and the one thing is, you know, like I'm not trying to beat up my buddy's son, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but he, he, uh, he, he proved his point that, you know, that I was not the one in control. <laughs> well, and, and a lot of that, you know, speed, flexibility, and just familiarity are all play big factors in, in all of that. So, I can totally, uh, totally see that, that going that way. So yeah, that's, uh, that's fun. Um, that's fun. I've had a really rather chill day. I caught up on some Star Trek that I've been putting off watching for a while and edited a couple podcasts and trying to block out the, uh, the noise of all of the political world. By the time this airs, it will all be over and done. So it won't matter. We don't even have to talk about it, but yeah, it's a, we're recording this on election night. So, uh, we're, we're <laughs> I've been intentionally kind of, uh, spacing out literally, uh, <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of that stuff, just knowing that it's not, um, uh, I've done what I can. I did my vote, and, and I know you did your vote. And it's I did. I can do. Did you see who I voted for? Uh, I think I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that was a joke. Yeah, I, I figured as much. I figured as much. But yeah, we uh, we definitely have um, you know stuff going on in the real world right now, but don't really matter in the keto world. In other news, I am on week six of the carnivore keto cut. And, uh, I am normally it's, uh, four weeks of decrease and then two weeks of maintenance. So this would normally be the last 
uh, week of maintaining the lowest um, lowest caloric level, and then you slightly taper up little by little from here. I didn't start seeing really real real results, uh, whether it be the scale or body composition or anything like that, for a couple weeks. And that's probably because I was under eating before, specifically on the protein side. And so I didn't gain anything in the first couple of weeks, but I was definitely eating more than than maybe I should have, quote, should have been. And so I am, uh, with Danny's blessing, uh, extending the two weeks at the low side uh, by about two weeks. And that way I'll get four weeks total at the 2044 calories. So it's not even a, it's not really even that bad. It's still a decent amount of food. Um, but it will, uh, that, that 2044, I'm going to continue that for another couple of weeks and then I will start tapering it back up a little bit, but I'm going to be very gradual with that, like 25 to 50 calories maybe. And, uh, and keep my protein where it is, um, adjusting the fat accordingly so that I can try to, uh, to find a good maintenance spot for me since I'm not nearly as physically active as I would like to be. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm seeing good results. I'm almost down to the 220 mark, which is, uh, uh, it's not a ton of weight, but 10 pounds and uh, roughly, you know, five weeks. That's really not that bad. Um, not as much as some David Blaco is killing it. Well, I was going to say, talk about, I was actually going to bring that up is, uh, talk about someone who, who has fought the battles mm-hmm. and uh, and hyper responder when it comes to eating the wrong things? You know, I, we we talked to him, we had him on the show. Where it, it was it was some obnoxious number where he splurged on like entirely way too many almonds or something like that, and literally put on like seventeen pounds over mm-hmm. the course of a weekend, and then by Friday of that week had lost it all. But yeah, someone who who eats a few of the wrong things and and, and his body weight reflects that immediately. That guy posted a picture of uh, the graph of his scale, and mm-hmm. it is it. If it was a ski hill, you wouldn't want to ski it. <laughs> nope, no, you wouldn't. It would be a very, very steep decline. Um, so yeah, um, it, it's going well so far. Been very, um, very good uh, to me so far, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, seeing what the end results will be. Uh, I'd kind of shared this with the other people doing the cut that my tentative plan is use this cut to kind of get me back down to my lowest point and, and then, and work on trying to increase my activity levels. Somehow my schedule has been crazy enough that that's been a complicating factor, but um, increase my, my activity level a little bit. And then by the time uh, we get into the new year, I think I will have found kind of what my new maintenance level is. I'll recalculate everything as far as the uh, macros are concerned for the cut, and then I'll do it again. And because this is such a, hate to say it, gentle, but it really is a very conservative or gentle cut in comparison to some other uh, methodologies, it really, I, I think, me doing not back to back, but cuts close together with as much fat stores as I still have is an okay thing. 
Um, I, I don't think that I'm going to be causing myself any metabolic disorder by doing that. Um, yeah. And I mean, and, let, and let's face it, it, it's not like you're, you're sacrificing like a lot of things in order for a competition or a certain date, no, no. you know, and you're, you're not going to push yourself past those limits because you don't, you don't have to, you know, you're, you're going for a specific result and then and you'll get there. And obviously if you start feeling extreme pain or discomfort, then you're going to be like, all right, might have to reevaluate things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's where, you know, weekly caloric refeeds might come in handy or, you know, other little things to try to, you know, help your system through the process while not completely killing yourself. So I, I'm, I'm conscious of it. And this has been the first time I've been on a systematic cut that I've actually followed through all the way through. And so I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually enjoying the process. And so I did cheat this uh, last week, a tiny, tiny little cheat of, of all things. Um, and luckily, my, my glucose meter showed that I didn't get any response from it. But I had one bite of spaghetti squash that my wife had made whenever we uh, uh, we, we had some uh, fish for dinner. And, and uh, she made uh, some spaghetti squash for herself. And I tasted it. And it was pretty darn yummy. So, um, mm. you know, that that, you know, one bite isn't isn't a big deal if that's your cheat you're living life right exactly <laughs> exactly uh versus the oatmeal cream pies that you know call to me at the, the convenience store um okay so that's enough about all of that let's get into our shout outs real quick and then we've got tyler in the wings and and we're we're looking forward to to getting to learn more about his story so uh my shout out is going to go to um the keto guy. Let me actually get his actual name here real quick, uh, because he's he, he's got his page that he shared from uh, Reed Jacobs, and he uh, posted a day or two ago that he uh, that he finally reached his goal that he made a year ago. After he had lost 140 pounds on keto, he wanted to prove he could build muscle on the ketogenic diet. At the time, he was. Uh, bench pressing barely over 300 so he set the goal at 400 and he has it on video so you know there's proof it's you know a 400 pound press it's pretty freaking awesome so uh really uh, cool to see uh, someone setting a goal pushing for it and making it happen so that's for sure um that's for sure okay and who do you have berto uh, keeping it on the athlete athletics related, uh, member Zach Salhab, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. He's been an active member for a while. He, he comments all the time, adds a bunch of, uh, content and a bunch of, uh, information in his posts. But, uh, this was from October 28th, just before midnight. Cause apparently he's a rock star. Uh, it says, so tonight was kind of surreal. I know it's a small achievement, but I got my first stripe on my BJJ, BJJ white belt at 45 years of age. Two years ago, I was 65 pounds heavier and got winded going upstairs. I couldn't run. I couldn't lift. My body hurt constantly. Now I'm out finding the active things in life that not only keep me in shape, but are good life skills. Now lifting and exercise and good diet are means to an end and not the destination. Keto on, gents. And uh, I mean, the man looks great. Um, and I, he actually you know, gave me a little bit of advice when I told him I was going to attempt to go to my very first class. Uh, so much appreciated there. And, uh, yeah, man, rock on at, you know, 45 years of age guys getting it. Got to respect that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's just another Testament that just like, uh, we just aired, uh, Carlton Scott's episode this week, 
and uh, reviewing it. You know, he's in his 60s and he's just a beast. Guy's a machine. Yeah, he is. And so... Uh, and and he he actually had complained in the podcast that his weak spot was being not being able to do pull ups. And not two weeks after we had recorded, he's like, "Yeah, my gym shut down, so I went back home, and now I'm able to do pull ups." <laughs> it's like, okay, then. <laughs> it's like, you know, you just uh, you, you he he really is. He's a, he's a beast. So really uh, glad to have him as a part of our crew, and uh, that that there's hope for. For all of us at any age, whether it be uh, young or old, that we can reclaim our health and do some pretty amazing things um, uh, with it uh, in there as well. Well, uh, a reminder to our a reminder to our listeners, uh, just to uh, you know, put it out there and 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 say it. You know, we we really appreciate your feedback. You can give us feedback by put, uh, putting in reviews, or um, you can share uh, this uh, podcast with uh, friends or family, and or email us, call us. We've got several different ways you can reach us and get in communication with us so that we can hear from you. And and if it's feedback, if it's questions, if it's, if it's ideas, we want to hear it. So you can visit our website at theketomansclub.com and find links to everything that has a link, or you can give us a phone call at 512-518-6161 or email us at keto man's club podcast at gmail.com so you've got several different ways to be able to reach out and we'd love to hear from you uh so that's pretty much all the business stuff i think i don't think there's anything else to go through so tyler welcome to the show hey hey. so tyler get get us started with a little intro in who you are where you live um Kind of, you know, just the real basic stuff. We'll get into the health stuff as we as we go pretty naturally. But, um, you know, get us started. All right. Uh, my name's Tyler. I live in Pennsylvania, but I, I work up and down the East Coast, uh, build bridges, marine construction. So, uh, yeah, pretty much out on the water all the time. Okay. And, and, and that on the water, you, you don't mean that you're like riding a boat you mean that you're on a barge that's holding a crane and like up in the air above everything i think if i'm remembering correctly yeah we i pretty much do from the ground up uh i'm actually on a pile driving crew right now but once the pile driving's done i'll switch over to a uh, structural steel crew okay so yeah that's uh it, it You've shown some some pictures, and and Berto and I sometimes talk about our group chat, and uh, it it it's to be envied. You know, you can envy us, uh, <laughs> but but Tyler is one of the the members of that group chat, and he p- posts some pictures in there of uh, where he's having it's like lunch, <laughs> and it's enough to if you have any fear of heights to get to make you a little dizzy. Uh, so definitely, um, he he's getting after it. So. Tell us a little bit about um, pre keto, what your health journey was like, what um, you know that type of thing. Uh, give us, give us just a little bit of insight on who you were um, at, at maybe up, up up to your most healthy point. I'd say my most healthy point was uh, straight out of boot camp at seventeen. Uh, so I joined the military when I was seventeen, got out at twenty one, and I've always kind of been heavy. I struggled my, with weight even then. Although I'd love to be back at that weight that I was struggling with at that time. Uh, so, yeah, when, in my 20s, I, I got out of the military, put on a lot of weight, and 
I always thought to myself, you know, I know how to get in shape. I was in the military. Of course, I know how to get in shape. And I was getting bigger and bigger. And I, uh, in my late 20s, I actually fell rock climbing and broke my back. And being in a back brace, eating Cheetos and watching TV, you know, 24-7 for two months, I packed on probably like 50 pounds. And uh, even after that, just I wasn't as active because I had a lot of pain. So I continued to put on weight until I got over 300. And even then, I, I was like, I have broad shoulders. I can carry it well, you know, not that bad. But uh, as my kids got older and we started doing more and more like outdoors things, hiking, rock climbing, climbing mountains. And I just I was always in the back. It started to bother me. So let's not uh, gloss over this. I uh, broke my back a uh, rock climbing thing because that's um. That's a pretty big deal and uh, a reason if I've ever heard one. Um, so what what exactly happened there? Was it just a freak accident or was it one of those things where like you knew you shouldn't have been doing something and you ended up doing it anyways and, uh, and you know, you, you paid the price for it? What happened? Well, I, was, I was lead climbing and I climbed up to a ledge and then I climbed up about 10 more feet and I, I put a cam in. It's a, it's a piece of gear that you, you would use to like arrest if you fell. I, I placed it and I, I yanked on it real hard to make sure it was seated and when I yanked on it, it popped out and I hadn't put one on since before the ledge. I figured, you know, there's a ledge here. I'll fall to the ledge. No big deal. When my feet hit the ledge, I tumbled back. I fell about 35 feet. I, I actually landed on my butt and whipped back and cracked my skull. And I actually had two compression fractures on my L1 and L2 vertebrae. Man, what was the recovery like for that? Like how long did it take before you were what, what you would consider back to normal? Uh, I still can't really move the toes on my left feet. I have a lot of nerve damage, but uh, as far as being able to like walk and, and run even, I, uh, I guess it was about two to three months in a, in a back race, laying in bed, not able to move. Wow. And Which was, I mean, that better uh, than surgery. In my opinion. No. Considering you fell from 35 feet, that's better than a lot, a lot of the other <laughs> outcomes, to be quite honest. <laughs> right, right. Man, that's insane. So, yeah, I mean, I could see how, obviously that could have a devastating effect on uh and probably what a lot of people don't you know really think about what don't consider is once you're in that situation like it's got to mess with your head like you know and you, you're what's supposed to be a young able-bodied person and you find yourself in this predicament where you you can't do the simplest task that you were able to do before the accident that's gotta that's gotta have a that's gotta play a toll pay you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> that, that's gotta have a toll on your mentality as well yeah i'm, I'm a pretty jolly guy most of the time that was definitely probably one of the lowest points of my life i was pretty depressed just you know burning my savings up you know not being able to provide for my family was really the hardest on me mentally i guess yeah that's that's crazy then uh okay so that was what your early 20s you said i was late late 20s i guess i was 28 when that happened and how old are you now 37 well, that wasn't that long ago <laughs> yeah. you think about it okay so moving on from there now that we covered the that <laughs> it's called that miraculous story there. Uh, so <laughs> you gained a lot of weight from that. Uh, you're able to get back on your feet. Uh, did things start falling back into place for you? Or did old habits stick around or what happened there? Yeah, old habits stuck around bad. Like I, like I said, I was very active. So I always, you know, like I, I'm not that fat. I, I'm, I'm active. I, I run 5Ks. I do warrior dashes. I, I rock climb. I climb mountains. I ice climb. I can't, can't be that bad. But it uh, actually, it all came down to a point I was on a kayaking trip. And I kept dragging bottom of my kayak and I, I kept complaining. Like I had to get out, drag my kayak while all my buddies were just, you know, whipping down the river. I was just bitching saying, man, I, I need a, I need a bigger kayak with better buoyancy. This is ridiculous. And my friend was like, why don't you just lose weight? You fat F. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, good point. I didn't think of that. 
Yeah, that's uh, it's little comments like that that sometimes make all the difference in the world to to that type of thing. Um, I, I talk, I use the the reference way too often, but the the pebble that that starts the avalanche. So, it, w- would you say that that was it? Yes, definitely. And so, what was next? Well, uh, actually, the same friend that said that he was actually doing keto at the time, and I actually had been making fun of him for, for about a year because he was like eating water soup and meat and eating, you know, I'm eating a cheeseburger and laughing at him. So, uh, yeah, I, I decided to take his advice and he helped me out along the way to get started. Of course, I had a million questions. I just Googled my ass off and I joined every keto group on Facebook I could find. And uh, yeah, I just I started meal planning and intermittent fasting right away. I think I waited. It was in the summer. So I waited for my birthday that year. And on my birthday, I started everything. How much did you weigh at your heaviest? Uh, I was 315, 320. How tall are you? Uh, about 5'10 and a half, something like that. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, so you you were just a big dude. You know, you said you were pretty active and you, you, you I'm sure you carried the weight rather well. Yeah. I mean, at I, that height. I wear like a hundred pound harness at work and climb steel. It's, you know what I mean? I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty strong guy. So. You're, you're working most days and you're, ve- you're as you you've mentioned, your job is very physical at this point. Um, you, but you've been doing basically the same job this whole time since, you know, since before you started keto and things like that. What have been some of the changes that you that you've noticed in how you can work your, you know, or that type of thing? Uh, well, I guess pain in my knees and ankles would probably be the biggest change. They, I mean, it would just kill me. I was eating, you know, Advil's and Excedrin's like like it was candy every day, just to yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I, my stamina is so much higher now. Yeah, the stamina would definitely be uh, a winner for sure. So, and and your days aren't short either. You're usually starting out early morning and ending them, you know, relatively late, yeah, right? Pretty much dark to dark. Yeah. Uh, you've shown some some pictures or video of you going out whenever the sun's still coming up, uh, riding the boat out to your pretty much every morning barge. <laughs> that's that's uh, that that that's rough. So, it, you know, physical activity wise, activity wise, outside of work, what are you doing? Uh, well, right now I'm I'm living in a hotel, as as you guys know. So I I haven't been working out like you know, traditionally in a gym for quite some time, but. I still like to walk. I try to walk a couple miles every other day, at least, after work. So you're on this boat six, seven days a week. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty or much. Barge, I'm sorry. Week. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and when I get home, we and, uh, go so to this, to Was that right on? No, I was just saying. And uh, so, at your heaviest, you said you were three fifteen. Is that right? Yes. And what do you weigh now? Uh, three twenty five. Or up to 225. <laughs> Giddy up. I was like, that math doesn't add up. Yeah, that's a considerable loss. So, I mean, yeah, you couple that, you know, that amount of weight with the reduction of inflammation that most people get. Because I know when I was painting cars, one of the reasons why I got out was because, like, the, the back and knee pain from, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not wearing nearly as much gear as you, but it's pretty much up, down, on your knees, on your back, back on your knees, up, down, you know, five days a week, 50, 60 hours a week at least. And the, the pain in my, my knees and my lower back is like, I thought I was going to be like, what I, I just assume certain age where like popping Advil's in the morning was just what you do just to get right. to the day. And it was getting dangerously close to that. And I was in my early thirties 
And then, uh, you know, part of the reasons why I quit painting was because that, that pain was getting like almost debilitating at times. Like by Friday, like I wake, as soon as I would wake up, I go to sit up on a bed. It was, it was like a routine, you know I mean? Like I could get out of bed and it, if it was an emergency, it was not an issue, but man, for me to get out of bed comfortably, it took a few minutes, a lot longer than you would think it would take a 32 year old. That's for sure. And, and, you know, I get out of painting and get into the service side and then I stumble across keto, cut out all the sugars and grains. And it's like five days later, all of that pain is completely gone. And it just like almost made me reevaluate like life. I'm like, man, like maybe painting wasn't ruining me. Maybe it was the food. you know. <laughs> So I'm, I'm sure you had a moment similar to that, especially with as much activity as your job involves. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't, I don't do the same thing all the time, but you know, if, if I'm doing something, it, it was hard on me, you know, climbing steel or something. I didn't do it for a while. And, and if I do it now, I just think, wow, I really hated this before. And it's just, it's not that bad. So when, uh, so, so let's talk about food for a bit. You've, uh, you've lamented some of the, the fact that you're living in hotels most of the time and what your food options are, what, what, you know, short of microwaving everything or eating out all the time, what, what is it that you're doing to, to eat and stay on plan? I was actually hating life and I, I I don't know if you guys remember, but I microwaved a ribeye. That was was another low point in my life. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, since then I've gotten a crock pot and a George Foreman grill and I'm just burning meat, man. Nice. That's a, seems like a much better option than a microwave. How was that microwave ribeye? It was terrible. It was terrible. It was exactly <laughs> how you think it would be. It was terrible. Mortal sins. Mortal sins against our taste buds. Um, yeah, that's, uh, it, it would not be good. It, it's bad enough reheating a, a properly cooked steak later on if you didn't finish it for some reason. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the, um, about when you're not in the hotel eating out, what, what are, are some of your food options that you go with? Oh yeah. When I'm home, Sunday's like cooking day. I I pre-plan all my meals, get the Tupperwares out, get everything, you know, and when I'm doing intermittent fasting, it's, that's the only way I can really do it is if I actually plan out the entire week all in one day, you know, cook my meat, cook what vegetables I'm going to put in there and get everything counted up all in one day. And then I can just fill out my card manager and, and be done with it. I don't have to worry about it. Got to admire the dedication. So, so uh, out of your, your crock pot and your foreman grill, what if, uh, what are you, are you doing mostly carnivore? Are you getting creative with it? Are you just pretty much just making fuel to get by? Yeah, pretty. Yeah. I, I don't like funky stuff. I don't, I've never made a chaffle and I don't, yeah, I, don't, I just don't get into all the funky recipes. I just, yeah, I just put meat in a crock pot and heat it up. That's the way to go. Yeah, I'm watching but, a pound of deer burger and some bacon heat up right now. <laughs> uh, that hotel life. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't stay in hotels nearly as much as you do. Well, not especially not anymore, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm familiar. I mean, you can you stay on plan relatively easily. I've never gone as far as like taking my own cooking gear, but I've definitely rent, rented a, or gotten into many rooms that have kitchenettes that, you know, have everything you need to cook and i've definitely taken advantage of that and ran to the grocery store and bought a bunch of stuff and just made most of my own food and, and so the fact that you're able to stay on plan it just goes to show you that it's all possible it just takes a little extra effort yeah for sure man yeah I, it's it, it it does kind of suck but you know you just, just got to get around it the crock pot rick saved my daddy think of a crock pot i was just like how am i gonna do this i was just walking through uh target and i was like hey there's crock pots huh? i'm gonna try that it's better than a lot it, better than microwaving that's for sure yeah, uh, that's for sure. And they really frown on charcoal grills inside hotel rooms at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine so. 
that, that makes sense. Especially since, like, <laughs> even if you if you wanted to, you you would have to like take the charcoal grill down the you know down the hallway, down the elevator, take it outside to use it. Um, yeah, yeah, I've I've been through those scenarios. It's it can be done, but it is like so not worth the hassle after a while. And and yeah. back yeah. back when I was working up in Wichita Falls, up where where Tony lives. I stayed at the same hotel and they had two brand new gas grills out by the pool that nobody ever used. Like I was the only person to ever use them every time I went there. And so like, you know, I'm out of town. I'll just go to the grocery store, pick up a couple steaks and some jalapeno poppers and a big old giant Topo Chico. And I would just have a one man party out there by that grill next to the pool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I've done it before with the grill, but getting off past dark, I mean, who wants to stand in the dark cooking with a flashlight? And Somebody stole my grill the last hotel I was at. So I just kind of stopped doing that understandable so um talk to us a little bit about family uh how have they reacted since you went keto have they joined you uh things like that uh at first nobody was really on board especially my kids i mean they got to have their pizza and hot pockets and pop tarts and all that but uh actually recently my my wife and my daughter have been trying to go they're not going keto but they're going they're doing low carb and uh i think they're actually liking it my wife's starting to see some results, and uh, I know my daughter's very fit and active. I don't think she needs to do anything, but I'm not going to put her down for being healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, it, they've they've obviously seen the change. You're 100 pounds down and, and all of that. What um, what type of response have they had other than, you know, just, you know, starting to join you somewhat in, in the journey or things like that? They're not joining me. I'm joining them. I used to be falling behind all the time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're uh, very congratulatory. I mean, everybody, every time I see somebody I haven't seen in a while, wow, you look great. And that's like, that's really a confidence booster too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and they, they, when you tell them that you eat mainly meat, they don't freak out. No, I haven't gotten any of those like negative reactions that I see a lot of people talking about, like on the group and stuff. Nobody's ever, you know, you're going to die from eating all that meat. Uh, I, I haven't gotten that from anyone. No, that's awesome. So how long have you been in the group? Do you remember? Uh, I would imagine since about last summer sometime, because I, I just started joining any group that said keto in the title. Right. All right. Yeah. No, you still... July or August. No, that's awesome. And then obviously we got all, you got into that, uh, group chat where we're all in where i mean i always love these certain podcasts where like we pretty much communicate almost on a daily basis in one way or another right. so it's like finally getting to hear your voice and have the conversation we would have normally had online and i don't know i get a kick out of it i think it's really cool yeah the internet the internet is a crazy place <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so what's yeah, on the horizon for you man uh well i think i'm going to sign up for one of those key or carnivore cuts you guys are doing here now that i'm, I'm getting my hotel game on point I'm trying to get down to about 200. That's my goal anyway for now. Yeah, the upside and downside to your food situation is, yeah, it's limited, but you have complete control. So, you know, when, if, when it comes to tracking macros, the way you're going about cooking and everything, like you, you will have it easier than most because you can only be tested by what you have in your immediate surroundings. Right. So I think you can kick it off there. You know, I went through it. Chris is halfway through it now. So if you got any questions about it, I mean, no better time than now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I've been talking to Mac a good bit about it, but he did did it too. So I, I've been looking at a few different programs and stuff. I'll probably end up going with the same guy you guys went with, but uh, I don't really have any questions off the top of my head that I can think of. 
Yeah, I mean, you eat meat, and then you slightly eat less of it, and then you slightly eat less of it, and then you slightly eat less <laughs> right. of it. It's pretty straightforward. And, until you get to a point where then you slightly eat more of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to have to stop putting sweetener in my coffee and stop drinking. That's uh, I don't know which one's going to be tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. We should see how, that, how all that goes. Um, the uh, sweeteners, it, that's been a, a big deal, and and you know that for me specifically um i haven't done any there's a little bit of stevia in the 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 protein powder that i use to try to make sure that i'm i'm hitting my protein macro and things like that but it's it's very minimal nothing close to the amount of erythritol i was uh, taking in on a very regular basis yeah um, it used to be hardcore to that stuff. oh yeah yeah crazy crazy amounts of of sweeteners uh in drinks and everything else so yeah seeing you do this man it's really helpful helping me think i I can do it (laughs) oh i know you can i know you could um but yes you're you're exactly right it will it will take some 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 uh, motivation it'll take some dedication to to staying clean uh, from those elements and that's really why i failed the first time i tried to do the carnivore cut because i couldn't stay clean from the the extra stuff and uh so yeah um, I know you could do it. Um, and, and let's, I don't, I want to preface this question. I don't believe that there's a problem with this, uh, for you. I, I don't think that you're responsible with your drinking, but you do drink because, well, you spend your evenings in hotels, you know, six to seven days a week. I uh, very rarely get into, to spend time with your, your family and things like that. Um, What's your favorite drink? And uh, well, I actually never drank before. And then Alberto told me about that tahini and, and tequila. And now I'm <laughs> uh, sure. Blame it on Berto. Hey, hey, that stuff's good. I have no regrets. No faux show. And what the so the people that don't know tajin is that uh like Mexican seasoning that is uh salt, lime, and like uh, chili powder all powdered mm-hmm. and then uh you mix that with tequila and unflavored or lime or lemon flavored seltzer seltzer water and you have yourself a mighty fine refreshing cocktail and when it's hot out then on the rare occasion i do drink and I, that stuff hits the spot it hits the spot well too well <laughs> yeah we uh i try to uh restrict my my drink but i'm i'm not well actually I don't have to restrict much if I'm being very, very honest, because I don't, I just don't drink that much. I never did. Um, but it, it wasn't, uh, and that I, uh, ha- you've had to, to work hard at to, uh, to avoid, but it's a nice, you know, social lubricant at times whenever I do get the chance to be social, but we haven't had that in months at this point. So how <laughs> <laughs> about it? Yeah. Well, um, let's see. I, I don't want to miss anything. And that's kind of why, you know, some of our questions are a little generic right now because we want to make sure we catch everything that would be important. What, um, let's, uh, let, let's talk about resources. What, what have been your, your favorite resources that you've found along the way, as far as actual data, um, that has helped you in the journey? Yeah. I don't really like nerd out on all the computer stuff, you know, so, and I don't, I never even really did macros, to be honest, until I got that carb manager this past summer. But just just friends and then talking with people, you know, I mean, it's pretty common sense. Like, don't eat donuts, eat steak, you know, it uh, and just basically counting out my portions. And and I've never really been like a a calorie counter either. I was just kind of trying to track the fat and the protein and the carbs and make sure I was staying within my limits and whatever the, the app said. 
Sure. So, what what is your your caloric goal that you've got right now? I, I don't I don't even know what you I don't know calories. <laughs> you're 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 focusing on making sure that you get the fat and the the protein in. Right. That's what you're focused on. Yeah, and lately I've Good. been eating a lot of uh, deer meat, so I've, I've had to, been drinking MCT oil every morning just to keep up the fat. I mean, that stuff's pretty lean. Yeah, yeah. Be careful with that. That that can uh, <laughs> can end up uh, causing you to to run to the porta potty real quick. That's no worse than when I used to eat a whole pizza and drink a half a case of beer. True. <laughs> Very true. It's all about timing, yes. right? <laughs> pretty much. Um, so let uh, so you're 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 doing a little tracking now, but but you you really otherwise aren't, aren't really too crazy about the the specifics, which is a testament for the ability to do. I, I wouldn't even call that that's not lazy keto because in lazy keto you don't you know track at all, but you can. It, it shows that with minimal effort you can you can have trackable results that you can use to try to. Uh, find uh those items whatever they are um that you can um you know ex- you know to do what you're needing to do plain for simple. sure yeah like I, I love that car manager app it, just, you know, mm-hmm. it has everything you can imagine on it just pop it in there and it just tells you where you're at and, and especially like what i was doing it at home if you do it all on sunday you know you have each day already planned out so you, you already know what you're going to eat you know when you're going to eat it you know there's no thinking involved you just do it you don't have to you know you can kind of like let yourself free of the worry about it. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, you know, as far as uh, fitness goals, she said that you you would like to end up, you know, at or under two hundred pounds. Is there a uh, a fitness goal beyond that? You know that that you're that you're wanting to to reach at some point. Um, not in particular. I, I guess I'll get there and see how I look and how I feel, and uh, maybe I'll keep going. Maybe I'll start bulking. Honestly, I'll probably have to get down to, you know, one eighty, one ninety before I start bulking again. I'll still probably have a good bit of fat at two hundred, but uh, I'm not really sure. I have to get down there and see where I'm, where I look like. That's what it's all about, man. You know, obviously you're not a, you're not afraid to stick to a plan. You, you go through it every time you eat. So. Oh yeah. So you'll be successful. You know, you, you know what you got to do and you just got to get your plan in place. And I mean, that is the one nice thing about even that, that, uh, that carnivore cut we were just talking about is, is it, well, any program you buy from anyone, regardless of anything, whether it's weightlifting or, you know, whatever is it, if it's, if it's one less thing that you got to worry about or one less thing you got to, you know, think about or put effort into is like, okay, my macros are handed to me and I just got to worry about hitting these. It, it makes the, it makes the process go a little bit smoother. Right. And then you're putting your faith into, into someone else too. So, you know, that that in itself, you're like, all right, well, this guy, whoever you choose, you know, this person probably knows their stuff, and I'm going to follow their lead. So you're just like, all right, I'm in, let's go, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, man, that's the plan. And beyond just weight loss, I mean, just having the ability to you know continue to get better at the things I do. I've been getting more into hunting this past couple of years now that my my daughter's into it. So just you know, tracking through the woods with a backpack and a rifle that. It's, pretty arduous work when we can get down to it especially if you're in knee-deep snow or something when i was big just thinking ahead about that it was it was daunting i i know i'm not going to be able to do you know keep up and do everything we want to do that was a, a huge motivation to me what do you typically hunt for uh deer white-tailed deer but I mean, now she's getting a little older and she's she's starting to get into the shotgun i think we're going to start hunting uh waterfowl and turkey probably in the spring very cool so, um, 
if you were and you kind of have summed this up a little bit, but let's let's speak to it directly. Um, if if you have a friend or family member that comes to you, they're just getting started. They're wanting to know um, what you know the the, the core of, of what they need to know. How would you sum that up? What what would you tell them? What what things would you do to to help get them started? Hmm, that's that's a hard question, Chris. Uh, I've had a few friends actually ask me, you know, what, what do I do? What, how'd you lose that weight? You know, what are you, what are you eating? And, and I just, I basically go over with them, you know, just, you know, eat meat, eat very select vegetables. You know, just, I tell them, you know, don't eat any vegetable that came out of the ground. It's a pretty good way to start. And, uh, I mean, nobody's really stuck, stuck it out that, that I've talked to. So yeah, that's, <laughs> a hard thing. that's, that's definitely a hard thing for sure. So yeah, yeah that, that's, uh, you know, that, you you can't put that on 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 yourself, but you, you get. I think that's a really great way to summarize it and and um, and and keep it very very simple. Uh, think your vegetables that grow above ground, totally okay, um, and especially the green leafy kind. Uh, so definitely some good stuff uh, there available. But those things that grow underneath, they're starchy. They're going to be carby. We we just stay away from them. So, um, yeah, that's good stuff for sure. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and start winding down a little bit, um, uh, just because we do want to respect your time. We did get a little bit of a late start today. Um, what, um, what can people do to get in contact with you? Uh, Facebook messenger is probably the best way. Okay. Tyler Shields on Facebook. And so that's, that's great. Uh, Most people probably won't know me. I don't really post much in the group. I'm no, pretty active no. in the uh, messenger chat though. Yeah. We're very active in, in messenger chat for, for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's very cool. Um, okay. That's a, a great way to, to connect with you there in the group or, or uh, directly via messenger. That would be good. And, and, uh, Tyler's good people for sure in that regard. Uh, we didn't ask the favorite food. Um, it can't be steak. So other than steak, what would your go-to be? What? <laughs> I, I, sorry, I, I kind of threw it in there. We haven't. Uh, I guess brisket. brisket. Let's start with brisket. Okay, we'll go with brisket. Sorry to, 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 to catch you by surprise. Um, what do you mean not steak? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, I pretty much uh, eat steak and eggs like every day Mm -hmm. isn't it amazing how like you can eat steak every day and all you want to eat is more steak but like there's other food that you if you were to eat every day you'd be like i don't want this anymore Mm -hmm. but steak but steak is like that i don't know for me and even when i did my like six months of strict hardcore carnivore like the only thing i craved when i ate steak was more steak like that was it it was the strangest thing ever i assumed i was gonna get sick of it sooner or later nope even now like i think I've eaten beef every day since today's Tuesday. I've eaten beef every day since I think Friday, twice a day, every day since Friday. And yeah, still ain't sick of it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, steak and eggs, man. That's just like my go-to. Yeah, it's a it's a good and easy to to uh, make and maintain combo for sure. Yeah. Okay. I do like smoking though. I just, it just takes so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I so enjoy both the the, yeah. the craft of the stick burner and. As far as time is concerned, I also do appreciate my pellet grill. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably get a pellet grill one day when I get you know older or something. <laughs> <laughs> Next week is older. It's a good time. Yeah, true that. True that. Yeah, no time like the present. Um, okay. Well, um, any other questions, Berto? That we that we should we should not skip. I, I 
feel like we've covered a lot of ground really quickly. Yeah, no, we're good, man. I said, post more in the group, man. Post some of your dinners, post some of your work pictures, and just let others know that it can be done regardless of situation. And, you know, you're living proof of that. And, and you know, it, it's a little different because Chris and I get to see it. But I think a lot of people would benefit if you were to post some of these pictures, you know, when you're at work and you're up on this on these machines and, you know, what you do and your, your temporary living arrangements while you're working mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, sticking to the plan. It's, it's all good, man. You need to share that stuff. Right on. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, Tyler, thanks for being on the show. A quick uh, reminder again to our listeners, um, if you found uh, any of the information that Tyler shared with us uh, helpful, if you feel like any of the information that we talked about today might be beneficial to someone else, please share the podcast with them. Uh, You can also uh, leave a a review on Apple Podcasts, and you can always do the... um, you could you can always uh, leave a, a comment on our Facebook page. That's one of the ways that you can leave something out there for people to see. And a, any little bit that you put out there, it, it helps the algorithms uh, put us before more more people. And I think that that's very helpful for sure. Uh, uh, once again, you can find all of the links to connect with uh, the podcast and, and the host by going to theketomansclub.com. And you can email us at ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com as well as uh, call or text at 512-518-6161. So you've got lots of ways to connect with us. We'd love to hear from you in any way that we can. And so hopefully we will hear from you soon and uh, and all of that. Um, that's it for this week. We miss Jim, um, but he'll be back. I'm sure next week and it won't, you know, he'll, he'll have stories of excellent steak to, uh, to regale us with. So we will, uh, hear from him next week, but that's it for this week until next time, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>